Was that start, was it basically your first actual bigger band or? When I was in Imatra, I have a Northern Lights band. And uh, the Northern Lights, we did uh, one single then. And, and we did gigs over the, how can I say, Southern Finland. All right. But uh, the stud was uh, like a little bit of gas, more gas. Okay. Music yeah. business. How long were you basically in the start band? And did you like have multiple releases or? Uh, actually, uh, we didn't have any releases okay. with that band. They were singing uh, in Finnish before I came, okay. came in. And uh, when I came, I have always, from my childhood, I English is my vocal yeah. language. Right. And and we change it to English. So the start is the same same band as the... I think I think they're rehearsing in the same rehearsal complex than that as my band and mime at the moment in in Juvan Malmi yeah. Hespo. Yeah. All right, so it's the same band basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The guitarist and the drummer they have been the same All right. from the very first. They in the eighties. They had only one single, Mahalun Ella. It was yeah in Finnish. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a heavy rock, you know. Right, right. With good sounds. Yeah. Was that also that that song in that? Uh, Uh, rock compilation, too hot to rock. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the kind of un- unofficial rock compilation. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay, where you in? The, you, you were in that video? No, no, no. I'm not that. Ah, okay, all right. Because okay. they are singing in Finnish. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you don't you don't go there. <laughs> you are only singing in English. No, let's see. Maybe <laughs> one day. <laughs> right. When I have to go to the to the streets and beg and yeah. <laughs> give me money, <laughs> right? Then then I will. Yeah. No, actually, I did now from the Studs uh, bass player Yari Bem yeah. solo album. I did one song in Finnish. Right. Ah, okay, in Finnish. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be your debut Finnish like recording. No, actually, actually not. I did a, a Skiddy Pops that was, uh, you know, Waldo. Yeah. That techno guy. Yeah. Some fifteen uh, years ago, uh, he did for uh, every Christmas market. Like a record for children, okay, and it was called Skitty Pops, and uh, I had no time to exercise for it. Right. He only called me, but Peter, now come here and sing one song, and I asked what song. I was told, what? Yeah, there's a little bit different lyrics, but come here and okay. I get you good money, and that's it. Yeah, that was my debut. Okay, <laughs> right. And it was a little bit funny that. Uh, At the same Christmas, a few of my friends called me, like uh, after a few co- contacts, uh, and uh, Peter, are you singing here? Okay, right. Is is it somewhere like on on YouTube or where can can I listen somewhere? Uh actually, it's not. But I have a CD. All right. In my home. Okay. Right. What was basically your kind of origins? How did you get into the to the metal and rock? What? How did basically start it? It basically started. Uh, early 70s when I was some four or five years old. Okay. And uh, I've got a nine years older brother who was listening Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, Sweet, Slade, all that kind of stuff. What was right. popular then, Yura Heap. Yeah. And uh, his friends, they always, they were coming to our home with the new records. Right. And And I heard them and I liked. Yeah. And after that, they have been in my spine. 
right? How did you? When did you basically realize that you are you are a vocalist? Uh, the story behind that is uh, when Rainbow Rising yeah. came out 1976. I was some nine years old, and I heard Stargazer by Ron James Dio. And yeah. when I when I heard that song, I I listened it some 30 times after that. Okay, I was only that. Oh my God, what is this? It was yeah. bigger than life yeah. for me. Yeah, and it's still. Yeah. And then basically you picked the microphone and started singing, and you realized that you have good sound. <laughs> I didn't have good sound when I was young. Okay. Because there was, you know, like when you're a boy, they are changing. Yeah, true. Changing in your voice and everything like that. But uh, of course, I don't know. I've always thought that Roy James Dio is my lost father. Yeah, yeah. You know. Right. And I have always... Um, Messed with the older guys, you know, when I was young, mm. some 12 or 13 or 40 years old. I messed with all the guys who were playing guitar and everything. And of course, I was in there and yeah. we make our fake radio shows and everything that children are making. And of course, yeah. songs and yeah. everything. Yeah. And uh, very funny lyrics, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember we had a, we had a kind of... Uh, A boom when Judas Priest they have exciter and everything uh, ends up er and we did uh, some 20 songs with with well like a like a killer and okay. like that right right so that was basically in Imatra days yeah yeah and then at some point you you moved to to the Helsinki area yeah because in 80s there was uh, Very white soul music scene there in Imatra. There were mm-hmm. many bands and many guys who wanted to do music, but um, not a, like a metal or heavy rock or kind right. of that, kind of that. There was only few few yeah. guys. The Hurricanes was uh, yeah, that there. was the, that was the main main thing, kind yeah. of like the heaviest kind of popular music. Yeah, and it it, it, it was uh, like a Early, early 80s and in mid 80s I I moved then in Helsinki and uh, yeah, and just uh, sniff out what is going out here and right. you then and ended up forming conquest in in Helsinki. Yeah, there's uh, ten years after that start thing. I did with uh, Heikki Varma, which we were in a band called Room Seven. Okay, right. We also made with him a gig in Olympic Stadium in Helsinki. Yeah. That's that's my biggest gig still. Yeah. Uh, and um, we were thinking about that we're making a record. And good friend of my, Alf Dianjatin, uh, he said that he can pay that record. Okay. Get the best songs and best players there. And, and uh, then I... Uh, actually, Tuoma Lassila, the drummer. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Stad, Tuoman and Timo Tolki, they asked me to join to Stadovaris. Right, okay. And I said then no, because we, we were at the same time in Tavastia, we were on the, on the Finnish uh, rock competition, and we went to the final, and Stadovaris didn't. 
So I think, okay, the stud, <laughs> studies, they will be higher than Stradivarius. Yeah, right. I was wrong. <laughs> okay. I was very wrong. And yeah. I said to them, no. Right. This was, which year was this basically? I think it was 1987 or 88, something like that. Right. And then, and Tuomo, I saw him in a bars somewhere, like we all rock musicians went to the bar. Yeah. Like right, you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I asked him, what you are doing? He said, nothing. Will you come and play with us? He said, okay. Yeah. And so we were recording that in Suomenlinna, Viapor. Yeah. There is studio, and uh, Marko Hietala was then a recording engineer there. Yeah. And uh, of course, we all know Marko, and Marko knew us, and we just uh, think, hey, why, why don't you come to our band? Yeah. Because uh, Tarot, they had a few kicks here mm. and there, but uh, not like uh, 200 in a year. And, right. And Marko was living in Helsinki, so he said, okay. Yeah, you're a bunch of nice guys, and yeah. so what? Right, right. And then, then we he came to conquest, and and we had that metal gods thing. Yeah, right. I don't know if you had heard it. Yeah, I visited many of your gigs. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where? Well, many places, I think. Like, and we also like actually, I don't know. I guess you don't remember, but we we also like uh, met a few times in bars, for example, in heavy corner, and then on the rocks. Yeah. But anyhow, like those times when you were doing ceiling basa gigs and uh ah. and then also we also visited uh the gig in one gig in Tampere somewhere to see you guys play the Metal Gods thing. But but I visit a lot of gigs in, in ceiling basa. Okay. Lovely. They were they were great, like uh, And it like, was pizzeria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And I think it was like it was part of the charm because like uh, those gigs were kind of like in the Middle of nowhere, kind of okay. It's kind of in the, in the Helsinki area, but still like a little bit like on, on side, and mm. then this kind of like a kind of crappy place regarding like gig, gigging, and yeah. th- then you were like kicking ass there, playing great music with great talent. So it was it was really like those special like gigs. I really like those. Yeah, and actually in Silipes, I don't know why we did our longer gigs. Yeah, I have a in video one gig. What is okay like three hours or something like that yeah two sets or something like that something like that yeah right because there was always always someone gave you a beer and (laughs) and like that's a no yeah you know playing live cover songs it's more about feeling yeah yeah they had really like great great like atmosphere those kind of like a a bit in in a way of like a kind of like this loose like a bar atmosphere as it's often in, in acoustic gigs you know mm. kind of like it's kind of like a nice kind of like hangout kind of a feel yeah great times but everyone everyone is not thinking the same way okay because most of the people they want to you know big stage and yeah. the pyros and yeah. things but do you mean like from the audience as well yeah 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 well of, uh, of course it, it depends, depends. It, it depends yeah, yeah. like but, but like, to me at least like when you play Great music, great songs, and it sounds great, and it's like beer pub kind of feel. It's like a, 
it's the best as it can be. It's kind of like this intimate kind of experience versus then if you have like some ice hole gigs, you don't get that same. It's quite stereo of, kind of, of thing. Of course. So it's like because it has, there's a distance. Between. Yeah, exactly. I think Tolki also mentioned that later on you you did apply to Stradivarius. Did you do some audition or something like that? Yes, they were in a Tacoma studio in Pita and Mackey doing their uh, Fort Dimension right. album. And uh, and I went there, there was Lassila, Kainulainen and Tolki. Yeah. I think so. And uh, I learned uh, two songs that we played there. And uh, I think uh, Tolki came like a little bit vengeance then because uh, he wasn't ever telling me that am I in or am I not. Okay. So Koti Pelta get the job and yeah, right. I'm happy. Yeah, that yeah. went that way. Yeah. So basically, then you did this like uh, conquest plus metal guards uh, gigs, and then there was some break, and then you made this second album of conquest. Uh, yeah, there was a big break, and uh, I remember actually in that same Silin Pesa, uh, Marco came there and uh, tell us that. Guys, I have something to tell you. Okay. That uh, I have joined Nightwish. Yeah. And it was 200 and 2002 or yeah. 2003, something like that. Yeah. And okay, that was end of Conquest and Metal Cuts, of course. Right. Yeah, because yeah. he's a so big part mm. with his voice and yeah. his charisma and bass playing and everything. Yeah. So yeah, so there was a break and then like a longer break, and then you made the second album. Yeah, there was a long break, and uh, actually after that, that uh, what happened then, I have been a more or less freelancer. I did with Virtual City. Yeah. Uh, two two records after that, Congress Metal Guards, and been there and everywhere mm. that who have asked for singing. Yeah. Like this. Uh, older style of rock singing that I'm doing, yeah. And um, and the second album, it came very same kind of uh, things that the first that Alfred Yatin, the guy who who paid the first, okay, wanted to pay this second also. All right, <laughs> he said, just said, guys, made another album. Okay, <laughs> the money guy came. Yeah, and I said okay, and uh, it's a little bit. Um, it's good and bad that we don't have any record company mm. because he wanted that there will not be this time because with the first record, the words apart, uh, an English uh, record company escape. They they didn't pay us. Yeah, right. What you know? What was on the print? Yeah, right. But. Uh, that's the way that it is, mm. right? And uh, that's why the Alf Affe wanted to do it, do it, you know, like a self-finance. Or how do you self-finance? Yeah. yeah. And then okay, it's a, like a sword with two plates. That are, you know, of course, you can always you have as much records you you want, and you can sell mm. it. But I have to do it in my gigs. Yeah, right. sell. Yeah, yeah. I have to do a gigs or 
any a guest everywhere, somewhere, some something like that. I've always those. Yeah. See this. Okay, okay. they are now ten years old, but yeah. if, if someone don't have it, yeah, he can always buy it. And you had a basically a completely different lineup for this second album. Yes, completely. Casper uh, Heikkinen, I met him in Amberian Dawn sessions, and he's uh, from the north. Very good player, and he's, uh, I think, nowadays still he's playing eight hours a day guitar. Okay, it's incredible. Yeah, and um, Thomas Seppala came from the Umbrian Dawn fame too, and and Ville Siurani is a player who has played everywhere. He has his own velho drum thing now. Okay, and uh, I don't know, maybe the fresh, fresh blood is what vampires want. Yeah, yeah, and and Marco did also some vocals in one, at least one song. On that. Mm, yeah. Oh. Yeah, actually two songs. Okay, he was two. guest vocalist. Then. Right. Yeah. And because we, after he went to Nightwish, we actually made uh, nine or ten songs. What we think that we will be the conquest mm. second record, but yeah. it, it never happened. Yeah. So I think there was bunch of good songs mm. that are, why don't we use them? And I asked guys, so the keyboard player Patek Kivinen is in Popera. Have yeah. been now uh, a long time, and he said, "Of course, of course." Yeah, and uh, that's why Mark is there. And, and I have been with the Tarot guys, a friend of some twenty years. Yeah. So yeah, it was at least to me really, really good song. The the title title track, the Harvest. Okay, I've been digging it. You you don't have the albums on Spotify though. No. Yeah. What have you been considering maybe putting it? Uh, Might gain, get some listens, but of course it, there is a... I have to talk to the money man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but everyone is asking that. Yeah. That can you... Yeah. It would be easy, easier to basically yeah, access. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Because the times are moving all the time. Mm. Yeah, right. So you, you did also, like we also talked with in a previous session when I had with, with Heikki. We talked about that those uh, Deep Purple tribute shows. Yeah, you did, did at least a couple of them, I think. And there's at least especially like really really cool uh, version which you did was the Catch the Rainbow on one of the gigs. There's actually now also a video of that on YouTube, yeah. and uh, I just recently checked it and I got really like almost emotional and really goosebumps of that performance. It was really great. And, and there was also, I think in that song, for example, there was on guitar, the guy called Kitchen Whiteless. Yeah. So I don't know anything about that guy. So who, who the hell is Kitchen Whiteless? Kitchen Whiteless, I can say, is my mentor. Okay. That uh, I was um, some 13 or 40 years old. Uh, he lived in Heinola. Okay. Back then. And, uh, and, uh, Maybe it was uh, advisement in a newspaper or something that he was uh, searching for vocalist, singer. Okay. <laughs> I was really, think, 14 or something like that. Yeah. I went to Heinland and, and I rehearsed Rainbow's Death Alley Tribe. And, and okay. I had my voice not like this. Yeah. It was like a Death Alley Tribe, like that. Yeah. 
I went to the rehearsals and and the kitchen wireless and the band was there and uh, I asked them that how it came, how it came, mm. my singing. And he only said to me that, what is the time your train is going back? <laughs> okay. So so I came back with a with a milk train. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but after that, maybe two or three years, he moved in to Imatra, okay. where where I lived then. And then where we saw somewhere, and uh, put that northern lights. The band, the first okay. single I was in, and made with him, and and he was really like a Richie Blackmore. Yeah, but, but he was yeah. better player. I mean, yeah, okay. Th- that he didn't have his his days that he he was playing wrong or something like that. What Richie is doing, okay, yeah, or did, yeah, technically like he was, he was yeah, kind yes. of better, yeah, yeah, and his sound and everything. He had always. You know, in eleven, okay, <laughs> like Spinal Tap. All right, his guitar amplifier, and uh, he's got something. He's got a. He was telling me about uh, bigger things in life, like uh, what what's on up there and uh, uh, soul searching and everything like that. He was little kind of my mentor, right? And yeah. because he was Richie Blackmore, I had to be Ronses Dio, and we all, yeah. all, also have our own Cozy Powell there in yeah. our band. Yeah, yeah. That that song, that especially that "Catch the Rainbow" in the YouTube clip, I have to link it here to this to this podcast. Okay. But like, it's a really cool okay. performance. I would like people should check it out. Really cool. And he almost kind of like has this even Richie Blackmore vibe. That guy, yeah, playing, but like great performance of all the guys. And also Peko Kinnari going nuts with the drums and great, great performance. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, Peko. Yeah, Peko too, God damn it. Yeah. yeah. True, true. So now basically you have in plans to make a new Conquest album again. Yes, we have a plans and uh, we have some accidents there have been now doing that. But, right. Uh, but I don't open you... No more. What happened? But uh, yeah, but there's always accidents when okay. I'm on the run. <laughs> right. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm haunted. Yeah. And cursed, man. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yes. There's a uh, songs like uh, in the first Worlds Apart and Harvest albums. I I always wanted to record when I'm doing myself that uh, there have to be. A ballad. They have to be one uh, fast song. That there's a you know white mm. material. Yeah, right. That it's it's Bar- kind variance in the. Nee. I, I don't like records that kind of do, 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 the whole yeah, whole right. record. That I want to. If you take the conquest record after ten years, it's still you know it's fresh and you can yeah. listen it and it's not dumped. Right. You have a basically new lineup for for this. Yeah, but I can't open. Okay, that's yet. that's still a secret. Yeah, that's still a secret. But right, uh, Heikki Varma is. In. Yeah, so Heikki is going to be recording it remotely, I guess, from Texas. Yeah. right. Okay. And uh, that's a kind of a new thing for me because uh, I think the best thing, of course, if you got a band mm. and you rehearse mm. with a band, that not like a new days that I'm doing, you're doing drums 
there and you're doing bass there and mm. and uh, uh, this time that Heikki is living in a, another another part in the world mm. in America so yeah you have to do it there's no other way to do it at the nee. moment yeah right it's going to be interesting also to see how how that's going to be then basically done as he's recording it remotely so yeah it's going to be interesting but a more interesting will be if we are doing live gigs <laughs> <laughs> yeah Is there a hologram of hate? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you listen to any of the kind of like, what is the more modern stuff, for example, music-wise, which you've been listening, metal, for example, progressive metal? Do you have any like uh, favorites? No, of course, Symphony X is okay. my favorite. All right. And uh, the early Dream Theater. Right. Images and words and Awake. Yeah. But after that, it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was the wave that day that came with them like so many bands are doing the same same thing than Tree Theater. Yeah. I don't mean they're, that they're coping yeah. straight but uh, but but Symphony X I like because the Russell Allen is, is yeah. fucking good yeah. vocalist. Right, right. Yeah. Which is your basically Symphony X's favorite album? It's hard to say. Maybe in the Wings of Tragedy or Yeah. What are your thoughts about uh, Twilight in Olympus? I think it's quite a bit underrated, Symphony X album. I think they are all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah somehow that that has some special special vibe. I don't know what it is, but to me, I, of course, it like all, all the albums, the time when it comes out is also relevant, kind of because you are in certain situation in your life and how it happens to be sitting and resonating to that that moment. That basically makes a difference also how how you basically connect to certain album. Also for me, because I'm an old school singer, uh, it's sometimes hard to sing about this uh, new style of singing. This, yeah. You know, raw. Well, you don't need to do it. No, I don't have to. <laughs> but but they are good bands. They are yeah. You mean like harsher vocal yeah. bands? Yeah. 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 But of course, I, I always listen when, especially in Finnish band, yeah. come in. Right. Like what? Well, because in Finland, the musicians and singers—they are really international. Mm. And uh, yeah, but Symphony X maybe is the most modern that I yeah. like. You've been doing these like duo gigs, like at least the past years. Is it actually your main kind of profession, or what is basically the main kind of those? profession? Yeah, and and I always I do. Guest, guest things if someone yeah. wants. Right. I have been in a, actually in one death metal wor- word, word, you know, word. Okay. It's from Hevinka. Uh huh. Okay. I was staring guest vocals and Gandalf, if you remember that. Yeah, I remember the band's name. Yeah. I was there doing guest vocals and. Right. So I guess basically these COVID restrictions have been pretty, pretty tricky when you are doing like basically professionally duo gigs and things like this so pretty shitty yeah right i don't know do you want to talk about the, the covid covid stuff but did you also catch covid at some time do i remember some social media post of yours yeah i think so it was uh, in the very first of when covid came yeah 2020 and uh, because in finland they they didn't have any test Mm. system yes all right yeah so early times okay. yeah. yeah i was some two months i was like uh, every fucking day i was so my nerves was so 
it's it's hard to say. I was two two days in hospital then, and and uh, there was no test system then. Yeah. The first time I went to the to the hospital, uh, they took it from my mouth, like uh, if you mm. angina or like that. Yeah. With that, and they lose that. They lost it. Oh, really? <laughs> that says yeah, 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 yeah. And week after that, they took it from my nose. Okay. And uh, there was no COVID, of course. I have some three or four weeks. I was sick, and have this. You know, my blood pressure went two hundred to one hundred, and my heart beats like a. It's ending now. Okay. Like that kind of. All right. Hospital. Right. I have to go now. Dying not. Okay. Not good. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was very the first spring. Yeah. It was like a devastating time. Right. Yeah. Well, let's hope that we would be now starting to get over it, and you're also able to get back to doing gigs. Yeah. And everyone. Yeah. Yeah. True. Who is doing gigs? Yeah. Testing times. That's Very not testing. Easy. Right. So yeah. I guess we're starting to be kind of covered most of the things for this time, and so I wish you good luck with the with the new conquest stuff. We will be looking forward to when new material is going to be coming out. Thank you. And hopefully, everyone who likes this kind of music, yeah, uh, will have a chance to hear it. Yeah, that's all I can hope. Well, you just need to put it out. Maybe also to Spotify. <laughs> mm, maybe we'll see. 